welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. Today, I have brought you Nancy R. Rodriguez. She is an actress, but not only is she an actress, she's a survivor, okay? Uh, getting After getting out of an abusive relationship, it led her to acting, as well as working with troubled kids. Nancy, welcome to a new podcast. It's great to have you on. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Love what you do. I have to say, I love what you do. I looked at your podcast and and um, you know saw some of the videos, and it's very inspiring. And I'm glad I'm have the opportunity to be here. Well, thank you so much because I absolutely love meeting um, a, a lot of the people I'm interviewing are some of the most inspirational people at, that I have ever met in my life, and they're you know so many are so down to earth. And, you know, I'm just happy to be able to have the opportunity to, to meet with you and bring that to the audience. Absolutely. Awesome. Now, can you share with us your story of survival and how it led you to your acting career? Yes. Um, so in my early 20s, I was actually going to junior college because um, I um, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. You know, I had mm -hmm. five years out of high school wondering, well, what do I want to do with my life? Right. So I decided to go to junior college and I was taking an accounting class. Then I realized I'm not very good with numbers. <laughs> and then um, I took a philosophy class, which I absolutely loved because I just love the critical thinking. So then I ended up um, taking one or two classes at, you know, junior college. And I figured, you know, the answer will come to me. Right. So then I ended up in my, I think it was 22. I ended up in a relationship um, and it was an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. First and last abusive relationship ever in my life. The interesting thing about abusive relationships is that it's a learned behavior. Right. And people don't realize that. So um it was really hard for my family to understand like what are you doing like we never abused you you know where right. are you well how can you survive this you know i'm a true believer and this is when i really learned in my early 20s that life is a journey and sometimes you just have to you know go with the flow of life and see where it takes you so i was in this abusive <laughs> relationship about a year year and a half almost two years mm -hmm. um i ended up getting kicked out of my family's home went to go live with him and then chaos. Um, he had two kids at the time, a little girl, two years old and his a little boy that was six months old. A few months after we began dating, his ex-girlfriend went psychotic. She was strapped to um, a straitjacket in front of her house, taken in to the mental hospital. You would think I would like would have ran by then. But no, I didn't. So I stayed with them. Yes. And um, and then she went through a lot. So I really believe that I was really there for the kids more than him. He was off doing his own thing mm -hmm. for a long time. She was in and out of the mental hospital. She would show up at places like where we were living with either his sister and she would get dropped off from a taxi driver and... Um, one time she was wearing shorts, silver high heels, and her um, her gown from the hospital. 
walking in all happy. Hey, they let me out, everybody. And it's like, wow, you know, it's just amazing what the mind can do, you know, when stress takes over. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sadness, you know, it's really, and I prayed for her, I prayed for her kids. I, you know, him and I had our thing. Um, it got to the point where we were hitting each other. Then it became like a norm, like, okay, so you hit me, I hit you back type of thing. Okay, we're good, right? We're good for the night. Um, so that went on. I finally was able to have the courage to leave. Um, at that time, I decided, you know, what drives people to go there to be, to you know, mental illness is a serious issue. I think now we're starting to see the seriousness of it because of the way people are behaving. And back then I was like, that was about 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So back then it was something that really intrigued me. And I knew it was something I wanted to, to focus on. You know, I figured I wanted to learn more about it. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a psych major, I decided okay. to get into psychology. Long story short, through that, I ended up meeting a friend who had a friend that was an actress. He invited me to go on the set um, of a movie set to be an extra. I absolutely hated it. I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to be an actor. I can't stand the lights. It's hot. My feet hurt. I'm wearing these high heels and I'm over it. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I was like, never, ever invite me again to a movie set. And then I ended up realizing, about, you know, what the business was about. Right. Um, but right after that, I ended up, you know, relationship broke up, we broke up with the relationship. And then one of my best friends, she was into modeling. She was going to Barbizon modeling school. Okay. So then she said, you should go to a self-development school to get your self-esteem back. Because I was a hot mess, hot mess after that relationship. I ended up at John Robert Powers the modeling and acting school, mm -hmm. self-development, the modeling self-building. That's when I started to learn more about the acting business. And here I am working with kids. Cause I actually started teaching the acting classes for kids. I love it. So I kind of all came together, working with kids, acting. And yes. So that's how I ended up. Well, I'm glad you did. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That is so Thank awesome. You. Now for if, if, you know, the kids that you're working with is it just boys yeah. and girls or is it boys and girls or just boys um and i, I take it it's troubled teenagers correct if I'm not mistaken yeah. now yeah what when the kids are when it's time for them to be let go to be released right is there one certain thing that helps them find more reprieve within themselves to take with them to the outside world once they're leaving. Can you tell yeah, us a little bit about that? Yeah. So the kids I work with, they are boys and girls, teenagers. Usually it's, it's not co-ed. So okay. I've worked at bigger facilities and they have, you know, the girls separated, the boys separated. Um, and so I've worked at group homes. So I've worked like right now I'm working at a boys group home and it's six boys okay. in a house. So basically it's like, you know, a house, three, four bedroom <laughs> house. You have two kids in each room and 24 hour care. So I 
really believe that the most important part uh, while they're there is really being a parental guidance to them, not being a friend, not being a lazy staff. It's just right. videos with them all day. You really have to instill structure in them because they never had it. Right. And structure goes a long way. Standing up to them and being able to say no, <laughs> you're not allowed right. to do this because of A, B, and C. But then also letting them make the choices. You know, we can't keep making choices for them because then when they go out, like you said, after they're 18, mm -hmm. if we're always making the choices, then how are they going to, you know, make their own choices when they're out there looking for a job or when right. they're about to fight or they're you know, engaging, you know, with the cop or whatever, you know, there's right and bad choices. And there's always a consequence for every choice that they make. Life so that's skills. Really, yeah, exactly. It's the life skills, the social skills. And that's one of the things that people don't understand. Like working with these kids, they come from abused and neglected homes. And what happens with kids that have been stressed at a very young age, their brain doesn't develop like a normal child. So that's why a lot of them can't read until they're like 12. They okay. can't add. I mean, we've had girls that I've worked with that have tried to go get a job as a cashier and they're intimidated because they don't know how to give out change, you know? So it's those little things, the social skills, the life skills, the education is what's really important. Right. And then also keeping a relationship with them because a lot of them mm -hmm. don't have family. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Once you get a bond with them, I think that's something mm -hmm. that would be completely unbreakable. Right. Because, you know, you're going through with these kids one of the most troubled times of their lives. Exactly. Exactly. How like, could you not bond, you know? And yeah. That, and, and, you know and, it's, and it's really difficult because you have to set boundaries, too. You right. know, I have a couple girls that reach out to me still when I took care of them. One of them's 20 now, and she's actually homeless. Oh. So how much do I help her right. without leading her on and thinking that I'm going to take care of you for the rest of your life. Right. Right. You gotta go out and get a job. Yes. I will help you and set you up in a hotel room for one night mm -hmm. until you find a, home, a shelter you can go to. Right. So like I said, the relationship part and keeping the boundaries is really important for these kids. Amen. Amen. Now getting into your acting. Now, yes. of course I went to your IMDb. <laughs> and you have nine credits on there. Are there more than nine credits or is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. And it's interesting because there's a, well, there's a couple other projects that are in the works that I, I can't really talk too much about. Okay, I was going to ask you about that too, because yeah. I knew you were working uh, on something. I was like, oh, I know she's working on something. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because like I said, you know, Follow the yellow brick road. I was like, I'm going to go work with kids. No, you're not. You're going to come act. And then like a friend or somebody will say, hey, you know, I have an agent that's looking for this or something will happen at work where right. the politics takes over. And I'm like, I hate this job. I'm never going back to this. And I take a break, go to acting. Okay. So it's both, you know, okay. and right now I'm like, now a lot of it's work. You start acting in 2000. Okay. Yes. And for our audience, okay, Nancy has been in some really good show. I mean, Law and Order, SV, you know, uh, Special Victim Unit. Is that what it is? S mm, no, special. I wasn't in that one. Yeah. You, you haven't been in that one? Rodriguez? No. Uh huh. I'm not in that one. No. Okay. Well, I, do. There's a bunch of Nancy Rodriguez's out there. Oh, I boy. Know. Does yours have your picture yeah. on it? Fill us in, yeah. in the films that you have been in, Nancy. Okay. 
So I was in a movie that was um, here in Ventura County. We, we filmed it here in Ventura County called In Your Eyes. Michael DeLorenzo was in it. I played opposite of him. Okay. Um, let's see. There was a, oh, um, James Black was in it as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's done a few things too. Um, so we filmed it here. It was in 2004, actually, that we did it. Um, okay. We filmed it. And then there was another one. It was a comedy called Party Animals. Um, that was also around that same time. Um, I think I've seen Noel that one. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and Little Rob. Um, so I was in that. Um, and then there was another one that just went straight to Blockbuster called Night Owl. Um, you know, that that was fun and interesting, too. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they say, you know, credit, credit, credit. But right, I, right. Yeah, no, but you're in good I, stuff. So yeah, I mean it's been fun, and you enjoy and what I'm you do. At it and people are inviting me to be a part mm-hmm. of their production and and things. And I even wrote a script. So awesome. Trying to get that out there. Heck would yeah. Be, you know, interesting. So, but you know, it's all it's all contacts. It's all in who you know. And I just have to be patient. It is. You know, it is. So. And it's you know. So what has been your favorite role so far? in the films that you've worked in? Mm, I am still waiting for my favorite role. <laughs> you know, there's so many, there's so much I want to do. And I think that's why I ended up writing the script that I wrote. Okay. Um, was because it actually takes place at a girl's group home. It takes place at a girl's group home. And it basically, I'm like the, the woman that's in charge of the home. Um, mm-hmm. So it's those kind of roles that I want to play. You know, I want to play the, you know, the, I do play the mom role a lot, like in the movie um, In Your Eyes. I played okay. the role of the mom, which was <laughs> fun. I would love to play someone deep and dark. And I love all the roles that um, Benicio Del Toro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He's one of those actors that sometimes he doesn't say very much, but it's what he does. Mm-hmm. That's my aim with acting i want to be that person that just people look and go oh my gosh where did that come from <laughs> right didn't expect that from her so you know i think i'm still waiting for that one role to really find me yeah it will <laughs> it will absolutely yeah. so how as a survivor myself mm-hmm. okay you're a survivor how has oh, acting helped you with being a survivor um, it's definitely helped me find myself and be true to myself. You know, with acting, you have to be true to yourself. Otherwise, you, it, the role's just not going to come out. It, it's, you're not going to give it life. Mm-hmm. So I think just going through the process, you know, as you know, talking, you know, you probably talk to a lot of actors. I don't know if you're an actress or have ever tried to pursue acting, but there's a lot of rejection involved. Yeah, there is. A lot of rejection. And I think we learn not to take things personal. And I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things, like when we are in an abusive relationship, we can't take things personal because a lot of times it's not about us. It's about the other person. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is. You know, we're just the ones that they're taking it out on because we're there, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's really what it is. So, you know, going through acting and taking acting classes, taking improv classes, has been wonderful. 
Um, the Growlings has a great improv class where, you know, it's very therapeutic. Like you, I come out like wanting more. It's like, oh my God, I just had fun. I was acting like a monkey in there. I was acting like, you know, <laughs> I love it. whatever else. And it was just, it's fun, you know, and we have yeah. to have fun in life. Otherwise, you know, we get down on ourselves. We start looking at things we could have done better. We're never going to, you know, get out of that. Right. So. Absolutely. So for our, our audience that wants to follow you, and keep up with you on social media, what you've got going on, what's coming out, where mm. can they follow you at? Uh, well, on Facebook, they can follow me on Nancy R. Rodriguez. And there are a bunch of Nancy Rodriguez's out there. That's why I have to put my middle name. Um, and I originally am from Los Angeles. I was born in Los Angeles. And then, but I live in Ventura County. Okay. So that's one way. Um, and then also on Instagram, I'm under, I also have a, um, a fitness uh, fitness wear that I created. Oh, and, nice. Uh, thank you. But, you know, it's... You're going to have to fill us in on that after you let us know where to follow you. <laughs> it's actually called Get With It Fitness Wear. So okay. I'm under Get With It Fitness Wear on Instagram. Um, I mean, not much has developed from that. I mean, I've gotten it started, I you know, um, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, of it's one of those things where oh maybe somebody will heck yeah you know, let me you know, launch it but it's really you know it's really talking about you know standing up against domestic violence child abuse and domestic violence Amen. yes so that and then with twitter i'm really i'm under oh get with it but i i don't really do much on there i do more following more of the political part of it that's not okay. quite political yeah, my that's be like what are people talking about because you know i like to do that on facebook or instagram i mm -hmm. think facebook and instagram are more friendly family oriented you know this is what i'm up to type of thing right yeah, yeah absolutely for the parents wanting to seek help for their kids mm -hmm. when would be the best time for them to seek help for the kids what are warning signs to look for um mm -hmm. you know and, and where do they go what services are out there for help um, well, definitely, I think, you know, if you are finding a hard time on disciplining your kids, mm -hmm. definitely go out and, you know, see what's going on at school. You know, where's the most time that kids spend their time at? Usually school, school mm -hmm. and home. So, I mean, if you have stuff going on at home, then fix it. Like bring someone right. in that can help you make things better because I think that's a big part of it. I think you know, that's why, like, you know, we have managed mandated child abuse reporters, which, mm -hmm. you know, teachers, principals, even myself, I'm, I'm a child abuse reporter. So if okay. I sense that there's any abuse, I have to report it. Um, but definitely look inside your home first. Okay. And don't be afraid to say, hey, you know what, there's something going on. I think my child needs a little bit extra help. Right. And if it's not happening in your home, then go to the school what's going on in school, get involved with school. Don't be afraid to, to be that one parent mm -hmm. that's going to say what's going on. Why is my kid coming home being bullied? <clears throat> Do you ever get parents that come to you that think their kid's troubled and they end up having, say, neurological issues like autism mm -hmm. and they yeah, haven't you know, been getting help? Yeah, you know, autism i'm really starting to learn more and more about it and my son um, has autism so 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it is something that I am learning and there's different types of it. There's some mm -hmm. that are more severe than others. I learned. Oh yeah. Um, I also like one of the first signs is I guess the, um, you know, their focus, you know, mm -hmm. are they focusing on you when they're talking to you? Are they space? And now, you know, the attention span is, I think it's one of the first signs that people notice with them. I was also explained by a, a coworker, she, her son has autism. Mm -hmm. They don't see correctly or something with their vision. It's you know what? Not... You're right. You're right. Because yeah. my son mm -hmm. showed up on a, on a EEG. Uh, he was in the hospital oh. for three days and they said he was getting very high spikes of voltage going through his brain. And then when right. he'd get the staring spells and the glossy, they said it was, right. you know, like, a, like a kind of like a seizure, but it's a part of yeah. autism. But that, right. you know, that right. can trigger kids lashing out. That right there can trigger oh, the absolutely. sensory issues alone. The yeah, the chemistry itself, yeah. you know, you, it's it's really difficult. I mean, they are, they do lash out and they don't understand mm -hmm. why they're lashing out because right. they don't know, they have no gray. There's no, no gray comprehension. there. The, the comprehension right. Is, right. is lacking. And to where, like, mm -hmm. sometimes, like, my son has the pervasive developmental disability part which is oh, okay. under high functioning, um, mm. but not as high as, you know, but not. And um, he uh, seems like a normal kid to most people until, you know, but then right. when he, if something triggers them, then they're like, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. But, you know, I actually got the autism waiver for him. So we have therapists that come into the home every week Good to get that's him the helpful. help in the ABA and yeah. the VBA. And then I homeschool. Oh, right. That's so helpful. it is hard for them to be, you know, social. Like we have one kid right now at the group home that, you know, has slight autism okay. and, you know, he's actually smart, so smart in so many other ways, mm -hmm. you know, um, and his expression sometimes it's inappropriate, but it's almost funny. <laughs> And we have to like, okay, that's like, we can't laugh at that because we're going to let them think that the F word is okay to right. say all the time when they just pissed off. So it's that kind of stuff. But right. then the other boys will pick on him. And the interesting part about that is that one of the boys thought he was diagnosed. He was almost diagnosed with autism when he was younger. Mm -hmm. Then his sister got um, diagnosed with autism. And it's a trigger for him because I guess – Kids with autism yell a lot. Like they don't, some of them don't even speak. <laughs> yeah. They don't speak. And so they yell and they yell and they yell. And if you don't know how to approach it mm -hmm. or understand what they're trying to tell you, then, you know, it can be a trigger for other people because they don't know what's going on. Right. Or they'll say, oh, well, you just don't know how to discipline your kid. But that's not the case no, in all cases. It. Right. So yeah. like with him, I started him out with timeout. But then, you know, I, I continually took him to the doctors because I was like, teach me what to do. Right. Because I need to be involved for him to be the best version of himself. And he's right. savant. Um, right. You know, so. Uh, but yeah, um, th that that's what made me wonder, because if, if a parent has a child with autism that's undiagnosed mm. it may come off as seeming they have severe behavioral problems yeah, and, and the parents does. are at their wits end not knowing what to do right and they're doing everything right but the kids lashing right. out and they're like this isn't you know that's 
something for those parents to look into before going to the group home, you know, go get an evaluation for your children, please, because Mm -hmm. your children are our future and Oh, absolutely. And they're pure and they don't always understand, especially, you know, with, with cognitive disabilities, um, you know, comprehension disabilities, mm-hmm. uh, these children are not understanding why you're even yelling and screaming and hitting them. Right. So exactly. sit down and talk to them. Right. And find a way to communicate. Exactly. That's the key point you said. Yeah. It. Communication. You have to find it. You have to find that communication, whether it's using a flashcard, whether it's using, you know, um, stuffed animals or whatever it is that they're going to comprehend. You know? Right. Exactly. Um, Amen. Yes. So, yeah, that's good. And and if you're a victim of abuse, which mm-hmm. so many of us women have been in life. Right. Right. And you're scared. There are resources that you can go to. I believe it's um, there's domestic violence centers. Right. There's a lot of PSAs out there with domestic mm-hmm. violence. I mean, there's a lot uh, of places. I mean, your county. They mm-hmm. actually ask that now. When you go to the medical doctor, they'll ask, "Have you been abused?" And right. then they'll even ask you on the questionnaire, "Did your doctor ask you if you have ever been in an abusive relationship?" Right. You know, and I think it's great that more and more people are aware of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody deals with it differently. I went more on a spiritual path. I didn't go to a therapist. I went more, you know, spirituality. Mm-hmm. I got more in tuned with my inner self, what I'm supposed to be doing. Why is this happening to me? Right. Things don't just happen for whatever, you know, it happens for a reason. So I had to look in within myself and it was one of the hardest things I ever had to to overcome, but it was also the greatest thing because now me, you know, understanding what abuse is, I can help the kids that I work with. Like I said, abuse comes in in different forms, but there's a lot of similar patterns. (laughs) But I, I really suggest with women that have, you know, got most women like with me, I got very lucky. I was in one abusive relationship and I said, that's it. I'm done. My signs are, if I start to you know, meet a guy and then, and then I see these overly obsessive, jealous behaviors. I'm running. Running. Yeah. I run away from that person because that's how it starts. Well, and they it could be in. so subtle too, like a comment. Right. right. Or right. the way that they handle a certain situation yes. where it's just so extreme and you just exactly. got to really be careful. So. Yeah, so I learned. That's why my dating life is not the best, but that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to watch out for yourself, okay, too. very selective. I'm very selective. Well, that's a good so. thing. Well, Nancy, yeah. I want to thank you so much for being a new guest. And oh, thank you. You're welcome. Do you have any closing remarks for our audience that you would like to say before we sign off? I'd say follow the yellow brick road like Dorothy did. Find your Tin Man, find your, your Scarecrow, um, you know, take your Toto with you, whatever that looks like. And I know it sounds silly, but, you know, really when you look at it, if you really do follow the yellow brick road and not really fight it, like a lot of us want to be like, oh, my God, this isn't happening to me. And, oh, you know, it's like the whole power trip and right. and our self-image. Oh, my gosh, what are people going to think if I go through this or if they know what I went through? You went up, you would be surprised how many other people you are helping by letting them know, hey, you know what? I went through the same thing. 
And it's okay because it brought me to working with kids. I'm not judgmental. You know, right. even with the parents that I work with, I can't judge them for being, you know, in the position that they are, whether they're alcoholic, drug addicts, you know, they're abusing their own kids. I get it. I get why you're doing what you're doing, but it's not okay. So let me help you with your kid while you, you know, do what you got to do, right. you know, to, to get yourself better. You know, really look within yourself and whatever's going on, there's only one of you. So we can't all have the same story. What would That's life true. be if we all have the same story? So embrace what's going on in your life. I know some people have a lot harder times than others, but we have to embrace it. We, you know, it's like that riptide, um, like a riptide, right? So what do they say when you're caught in a riptide? What do they tell you to do? Not fight it, right? Because if you try to fight it, yeah, you just relax and you'll get out of it, right? Amen. <laughs> That's That's good. And give it to God, too. It's worked know. for me. It's worked for me. So, well, this has been a new podcast. Until next time, Dawn Piercy signing off.